Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome inside Garage Door Sports. Your no-holds-barred weekly discussion on everything in the sporting world. For all your news on hockey, baseball, basketball, football, soccer, and more, you've come to the right place. And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for yet another episode. I believe we are on episode six now of the rebranded Garage Door Sports podcast. As always, my name is Nick McVicker. Joined by my good buddy over the phone, Irfan Manji. How you doing there, buddy? Doing great, Nick. How you doing, bud? Ah, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be talking sports. Always Same. love doing it, so it's 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 good to be back. Um, Kyle is not here right now. Might join us midway, but as of right now, we're we're not holding our breath. He's uh, actually getting a new car with his family. Ooh, Lucky little bugger. Um, <laughs> We got a lot to talk about anyway, so it's okay. We 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 will be able to fill the airtime. <laughs> I think so. We got some soccer to talk about in a little bit. MLS starting. Well, actually, it's on right now, um, as well as some EPL stories. But let's get started with the big story of the week: NHL and the NHL trade deadline have come and gone, and well. Uh, pretty much all of the big names on that trade board moved. They you did. S- you don't see it very often, but most of them have actually moved on. And let's let's get right into that. Um, let's talk, I'm going to talk to four big ones, I think. I think that's uh, try to save us some time. And uh, let's start with your Bruins acquiring Marcus Johansson <laughs> for two tra- draft picks. What do you think of that one there, bud? A little surprised it wasn't Simmons. But again, I don't know what the asking price was coming out of Philly, especially trading it to a to the Bruins. But Marcus Johansson, I think, will fill a good top nine role. He'll go up and down that top nine. Uh, if anything, Charlie Cole might spot up with Krejci. Worst comes to worst. But it's not a bad pickup for a guy who's been decent this year. Yeah, I, I honestly think it's a good pickup. I don't know what those two draft picks are going to turn into, obviously. No one no one yeah. knows that right now. Um, they could try to surprise people and be like, hey, look who we picked up in this. But yeah. I, I think Boston actually got a really good player in that deal. So yeah. they're, they're looking yeah. good. In terms of giving up draft picks, I'm not worried about the Bruins. Their scouting has been great for the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, so I'm not worried about giving up a second or a fourth for – decent player yeah i i think that's fair um they, they pick up a guy who they needed a big winger who can skate they got one yeah. so they didn't get they the one, one they yeah. wanted necessarily but they got one no and the positive thing with johansson is he might even get some cracks version on on that top line exactly pace so not a bad pickup not a bad pickup um let's move on you mentioned simmons let's move right into his deal he goes sure. to nashville um yeah. now this was a bit of a surprise in the return because Nashville only gave up Ryan Hartman and a conditional 2020 fourth round pick in this deal. Yeah, I think they didn't give up much. It probably came down to Simmons saying that I want to go on a proper contender. Wasn't finding with Philly and they did what they could without having to trade him to the East. Yeah, and I mean, he, he is having a down year. He only has 27 points in 62 games, which for him is a little down, but He's got 16 goals. He's going to be a big body. You put him in there, it's good. Um, he also has 21 points in 42 playoff games in his career. So you're He's going to help out Nashville. Yeah, exactly. definitely. I, I think that, I think that Go ahead. That power play has been horrible. And I think that net presence that he's going to bring for the Preds come playoff time, come maybe the last 16, 17 games of the season, it's going to be huge. And that's exactly what David Poole said. He... Uh, said Wayne brings uh, not only offensive consistency, um, but he's a presence on the power play. So right there, yeah. you can see they were going for someone who can help that power play out. And, well, Simmons is the right guy, if that's what you're looking for. 
Uh, Ryan Hartman, ever since leaving Chicago, hasn't really been exactly. that player that they really wanted him to be. I agree. Um, he has he has twenty points this year, ten and ten in sixty four games, yeah, but it's just not the same. Um, let's move on. Uh, the Simmons deal was obviously a uh, answer to what Winnipeg did earlier in that day. As we tried to cover it as best as we could, and I think we yeah. did a pretty good job. But yeah, uh, you did a good job, man. Ke- Kevin Hayes to the Winnipeg Jets. This was a bit of a bigger haul for um, New York as they got a yeah. first-round pick. Yes. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to pull it up. I believe it was a conditional fourth in 2022, and then Correct. Brendan Lemieux. Correct. That is exactly what it is. Um, I think this is a great deal, honestly, for both teams. Lemieux really hasn't had a chance to break into that Jets lineup, but he's not a terrible prospect. Um, Kevin Hayes fits perfectly into that Jets lineup, and he can play wing, yeah. he can play center. It's a good spot he's a for him. Boy. He's a big body. And in that yeah, West, that going to get heavy. Exactly. Ooh. The West is going to get really, really heavy. You're going to want to see that um, from him and allow him to, well, in, in all honesty, just go into the corners and fight for the puck. You don't get that very much from some of the young guys. you got to have that going into the playoffs. So. And lead by example, and you're probably going to see guys like Ehlers or Connor go in there and do the same thing and be like, hey, if my big boys are doing it, we're going to do it too. Exactly. Um, and I guess the last big trade here uh, was the trade that everyone was waiting for. It took all freaking day. <laughs> yeah. We were all, everyone in the office was losing their minds. Oh, what's going to happen? Where's he going? Any, anyone heard anything? Uh, no, nothing yet, nothing yet. But the fire sale that was the Ottawa Senators, this trade deadline, was finally completed, and Mark Stone, uh, as as well as uh, Tobias Lindbergh, were sent to the Vegas Golden Knights for top prospect Eric Brandstrom, forward Oscar Lindbergh, and a 2020 second-round pick. That also happens to be Dallas' second-round pick. It's, it is Dallas' second-round pick. This is true. So it could be a little higher than Vegas's. Yeah. But as a Sens person, I'm not going to say you're a Sens fan, but as a Sens <laughs> person, what did you make of this deal, Irvon? Considering what Winnipeg gave up for Kevin Hayes, I think Ottawa could have probably snuck in or asked for a first round somewhere. Um, but Eric Branson, we know, Nick, you and I talked about this. He's a top prospect, A-plus prospect as far as TSN is concerned. The puck-moving defenseman, it's good for the future of Ottawa, but I don't know if they got enough back for arguably a player that would have been their captain had he stuck around. Yeah. It's hard, though. Like, you look at it. As much as you want to say... Whatever happened on Sunday night between Calgary, Boston, and whoever else was in the mix, it seems like this was the last-minute ditch. This is all they could yeah. basically get. And they I mean, kept they saying got, no. I'm they like, got Brandstrom, though, which is, which is massive. And I, our poll on Twitter, we I asked who won, uh, who won this deal, and 67% said Ottawa. Interesting. I think moving forward, it, it might be a big thing because Brandstrom is being compared to an Eric Carlson-esque um, player. I know that's hard for Sens fans to hear just because... No, but he plays top. like that, though. He's been great. Right? He's a top prospect for sure. It's just... I think that's probably what it was, was why they didn't get that first-round pick was because they picked up a fantastic prospect. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. And then right afterwards, Stone signs an eight-year, 9.5 mil per year extension. How gutted are you if you're a Sens fan to see that? You're telling me that Ottawa couldn't offer him nine and a half? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. They will not shell out for anybody. And it's been uh, obvious. It doesn't matter if it's your franchise player or your future captain. It doesn't matter. And uh, these Sens... I'm telling you, they just keep making mistake after mistake. Torian goes on after and says that, you know, we've had the Heatley, the Alfredsons, and we've moved on from that to draft 
again. And now we don't have the Carlsons and the Stones, but we're drafting again. It's just that process. And it, it doesn't make sense to me how we talked about this before as well, how they're such a good team. Well, they were two years ago, and now they're a shadow of themselves. Yeah, they're not even a shadow. They're, it's it's a new team. I think there's three players still remaining from that team that made the uh, Eastern exactly. Conference Final two years ago. How? Those, that, that wasn't an old squad. It's not like all no. the players retired. You have... I think I read it's three players remaining. Like, how? Uh, Pajo, Ryan, uh, Anderson, and CC so far. Is it four? Yeah, but I believe it's four. Four okay, or five. Three yeah. or four. What, like, Regardless, yeah. Are, how is that possible? Sorry, I apologize. It's six players remaining from the 2017 playoffs. Six. Six. There. Yeah. six yeah. players out of a 23-man roster. All right, there's Smith coming off that line. Uh, they, they, they've they, moved 17 players from two years ago that made the playoffs. Yeah. I read uh, there's uh, a great thread. I posted it yesterday um, from, that was at, great. from at Ryan Classic. Full credit to him on this one. We, we obviously had nothing to do with it, but I read it, and I thought we should share it. And he goes on, and it starts, the Ottawa Senators, since losing in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Vinyl, Take a deep breath, everyone. And then he lists everything that's happened. And it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two tweets. Twenty-two tweets long about everything that's happened in the past two years to this Ottawa Senators franchise. And yes, there's some stuff in there that maybe didn't necessarily need to be in there, but it just gives you an idea of like, wow, wow. Like how 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 does this happen? I I, I know the answer, but how how does it happen? Yeah. It's it's, it's bad. And I mean, the, the, it starts. His tweets start off with Brian Murray passes away. That's something that you can't, obviously. You can't avoid. No. You can't. You can't control that, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's Eugene. But everything else. Eugene Melnick threatens fans at outdoor game that he'll move the team. Most yeah. talented player in, in fra franchise history, Eric Carlson, put on the trade block. Uh, I'll debate that. Most talented player in franchise history, but one of the most talented players in franchise history. Melnick hires Larry Flint, lawyer, to represent Randy Lee after he's accused of sexually assaulting 19-year-old bus driver. Lee steps down months after new assistant GM is hired. Like, it's just stuff that you're reading and you're like, like oh my goodness, all this has happened in under two years. Yeah. It's a joke. It, it, it is honestly a joke. The franchise is the joke of the league. And to top it off, sitting in the bottom and they won't even have a top five pick this year. No, they won't. Thank you. Jeez. Thank you. As a Colorado fan, we really appreciate how bad you are. <laughs> it's, it, it is, as a Colorado fan, especially because we're, we're fighting for a playoff spot, so we're not going to get a high pick with our pick. No. Now we're going to get a top, we're guaranteed a top five pick at this point. For sure. The way Ottawa's playing, I think I was looking at the standings. I think they haven't won a game in their last 10. No, sorry, they won two. Who was it then? Los Angeles is, hasn't won a game in their last 10. They've lost six straight, though, Ottawa. Yeah. Which dates back to before the trade deadline. You wonder why these guys didn't necessarily want to sign there. It's because they have... They really... Other than a couple young prospects in Kachuk and... White? Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah, White. They've got a handful of a good nucleus, but it's not enough. But that's that's the three players. That, that Those three players, honestly, outside of Shabbat, I don't think any of those three players are game breakers. No. They're, don't get me wrong. I think Kachuk has been has played really, really well this year. I think White can be good. But you're looking at it, it's like, eh, Shabbat. Shabbat could be a game breaker. They don't really have a goaltending prospect, so that's up in the air. I know you've, you mm -hmm. want to talk about that. At some point, but yeah, 
It's, but it's like you, you, you look at them, and it, what does it tell your young players moving forward that this organization's a mess? Like, who's going to stick around? Nobody. Come their big payoff day. Look what Stone did. Look what the Shane said. Like, this isn't for us. And I think, I know everyone keeps saying it, but it's Melnick. Eugene oh, Melnick. It's 100%. If he's, not, if he's not there, I think Dorian does a better job. I think you keep your team. Well, and Boucher has an extra left line. Here's the other thing. If yeah. he's not there, is Dorian there? Probably not. There was a conversation earlier today on TSN where they said, Chances of him even being a general manager for another organization down the road yeah. is probably zero right? to none. But that's what I'm saying. So that decision that Melnick made has really messed up the franchise. And I'm not saying yes. – I think Pierre Dorian isn't to blame necessarily. I think most of this is on Melnick, right? But Pierre, he's doing it for his job. He's trying to keep his job. He's, he's trying to keep his job. But – if Melnick is not the owner of this team, and now the CEO or COO, I can't remember which role he took over this year when he mm-hmm. fired somebody else, if he is not in charge of this team, who is the G- is the GM the same? Have any of the are all of these moves still done? Like, I, you don't know. You obviously we can't know, but it, it's something that you have to think about. If he is not the owner of this team and not pulling all the strings, where is this team? Is Carlson still playing for Ottawa? Is Stone still there? I'd like to think so. Is Hoffman still there? Is Turris still there? I'd like to think so, yeah. Right? Now, I'm not saying the Turris deal was necessarily a bad one because they got Duchesne for a year and a half, but is he still there? Yeah, Melnick's been known him for a contract. I mean, hey, right? it's there. It's, it's it's insane to think that, but it, it's a fair question to ask. It, it, it's a mess. And, and until Melnick until Melnick figures his shit out, it's it's gonna continue to be a mess. Yeah, I think someone just has to show him, like, hey, we're buying the Suns from you. Yeah. Chances of him selling it, mm, who knows? Yeah. Um, we got a little sidetracked there. That's okay. Um, one thing I do want to ask before we move on from the trade deadline: Who won the trade deadline this year? We put a poll up on Twitter, and we had a we had more responses, I think, to this poll than I think any other poll we've done, which is fantastic. We really appreciate yeah. everyone getting involved. Um, you guys, the fans, said Nashville was the big winner from today's, from the NFL, or NHL trade deadline, NFL. Jeez, I've been watching too much combine <laughs> stuff. Um, it's hard to argue that necessarily. As, as big as the stone move was, is that really going to push Vegas over the top in the West to beat Winnipeg and Nashville? They got heavier. And they got heavier, why. but are, are is it enough? Maybe. I'm not sure. It's hard to say right now. Yeah. Winnipeg, the move for Hayes was a big one. No, no doubt about it. Yeah. But until until that they get their lineup sorted out, I, I can see Nashville being the winner from the trade deadline. Yeah. They picked up Gremlin. They picked up Simmons. They did well. They did really well. And Jets made a lot of other minor moves as well. Don't get me wrong, but I think the Gremlin and Simmons signing or trades for Nashville are going to be big. Isn't Poyle at like thirty-six trades on trade deadline day over the last God knows how many years? I think it's something like that. Yeah, he's. Yeah. But he's. It means he's not afraid to do no, it. It's take just take that chance. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good for him. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue with the Nashville winning that trade deadline. I mean, if you look at like you said, the Jets, they're they picked up very good depth pieces considering their back end battered up. But yeah, uh, time time will tell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, who do you, so I'm asking you honestly? Who who do you yeah. think won the trade deadline? In your opinion, I said I said that. Uh, 
actually not even on the board. I saw Columbus on trade, trade deadline. Well, not on Monday, but throughout the week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to pick Monday, I, I, it's hard to argue against the Preds. But if I'm looking at the past week, I think it's Columbus. Okay. Fair. fair. Um, I think the Columbus, their impact from the trade last, the last week of the trade deadline will be the off season and who signs back on. Um, if they can get Bob and Panarin to sign back, I would say they probably won the deadline, but it, it will depend on that. In my, my opinion, I think when Nashville won. So yeah, it's hard to argue with that. It's yeah. hard to argue. Um, Another question, and I'm actually going to post this on Twitter for all of our fans. I want to hear from you guys as well, and we'll leave it up for the full week. Come back next week, and we'll see what the answer is. But who is now your favorite moving forward? Who is your Stanley Cup favorite moving forward after trade deadline day? Again, a lot of moves were made, mostly in the West. There was a arms race sort of thing. Not a whole lot happened in the East, but does that change your answer for who your favorite is um, going into the playoffs? And uh, I'll leave it to you, or if on you go first, I'll, I'll answer after. But who who is your favorite? It's no one from our polls. I think San Jose is still the favorite. You say San Jose? I think the Sharks are still the favorite. For the whole Stanley Cup, or just in the West? Just, uh, I don't know about the Stanley Cup. I, like, ask me towards the end of the season when everyone's healthy or everyone's out of their slump or is honest and on a good streak. But I do think the Sharks come out of the West. Okay. Or at least one of the two teams, yeah. How about in the East, then? You have the Sharks out of the West. Who's in the East? Oh, the East could be... Like, I'm looking at Tampa, looking at Boston, and I'm looking at Washington. Could be any of the three teams. Really? You have Washington? Yeah, I have Washington. Come playoff time... They're defending. They're not gonna. They're not gonna roll over. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, what about you, bud? Ah, see, my my Stanley Cup favorite is Tampa right now. Just watching them play, they, they're they are running through everybody. Except for Boston two days ago. That's Except okay. for, but you know what? They're gonna lose games. But they've they've won nine yeah. of their last ten. They're fantastic. That was their first loss in their last 10 games. Like, it's uh, it's mind-boggling. They're sitting on 102 points through 65 games played. Okay? Yeah. The record in a season is 132. Which means that they would need to win 15 of their, next se- of their last 17 games. Which is possible considering the tear that they've been on. Right? It, it's possible. I don't think they'll get there. Right? But it is it is very possible that it happens. And yeah, they're looking at at least 60 wins for sure. They're at 49. Only... They're at 49 right now. They need 11 more. So 11 of 17 is probably more realistic than 15 of 17. But, man, they, they have just dominated the entire league. The closest yeah, team just... is Boston with 85. Yeah. Or, no, sorry, Calgary with 89 points. A whole 13 yeah. points below. And the Lightning don't have very difficult oppositions in the next couple of games. At least the oppositions that they can lose games, like they can take them all. Yeah. Like if you're looking at it, they have Ottawa tonight. Yeah, they got and the Jets next. Then they got the Winnipeg. That'll Jets. be a, that'll be a tough match. They got the Wild, who are who are on a four game win streak, but but I still think there. Tampa can yeah. take the Wild. They got Detroit. They got Toronto, who they always play well against. They got Detroit again. Then they have then Washington, the Arizona, Washington, Carolina. Yeah. So that's three three of those four games are going to be pretty tough, I think. Just the way the Capitals play and the streak that Carolina's been on. Yeah. They've played out unreal. Speaking of which, uh, hey, those bunch of jerks, yeah, they're on a little bit of a run there. <laughs> Eight and two. Sitting, gosh, sitting in third. In the Metro, yeah. 
Yeah, third in the Metro. Leapfrogging Columbus, Pittsburgh, Philly. Yeah, eight and two in their last ten games. Loving their celebrations. I I really want to know, and I think I will post this one as well. And I want to hear comments on this as well from our fans. Um, what do you think of the celebrations? Do you like them? Do you think it's bad for the game? Because, in my opinion, I think it's fantastic. Because it's the first time I've seen a team truly enjoy playing a professional sport. Yeah. Well, considering how low they were in the standings, I think they're trying to keep their moral up. They're trying to keep the fans coming in. And, hey, it translated to positive energy. That's the thing. Like, it, it is a positive place to play. Yeah. They had, I don't know if you saw the one last night. They had Evander Holyfield join them. No, I did not see that one. Yeah, so he joined them before this, the year, um, or before the game. Mm-hmm. And he uh, came out on the ice to... Uh, oh, I did see the clip of this to, one. Yeah, to was... box with um, Martinook, who had a fight in the yeah. game, ironically. Uh, and one punched him no, out. I saw the... I saw the little liner gift or whatever uh, a little earlier. Yeah, okay. Right? I love it. It's It honestly looks like these grown men are enjoying the game like children, the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah. As much as this is a professional sport, as much as any sport is a professional sport, the whole basis of it is to enjoy it. Right? And no one enjoys sport more like children. They're bringing the innocence and the fun back into the game. Right? And all you hear yeah. is like people like Don Cherry calling them a bunch of jerks, ruining the game. But how, how are they ruining the game? Because they're used to the game being, you know, you're uptight, you're wearing your suit, you're not having fun, you're smiling only once in a while. You know, you're fine, out there to you play your game, you're getting paid. Yeah. You're, you're right, and, and it is a professional game. So I don't know if you've noticed, they're showing up to the game in suits. Yeah. They're coming to they're practice well. and practicing harder than anybody. Yeah. They're but they're playing enjoying it. They are, yeah. It's I think it's an absolute joke that everyone freaks out over the celebrations. I love it. Some of them are, are stupid, no doubt about it, but <laughs> they're having fun. Yeah. Let them you know, have if they fun. Make, you know, come playoff time and they make the playoffs, this chemistry that they're building now, they might surprise some teams coming out of the East. But they're they're not, so cohesive right now. Yeah. And the other thing is they're not, like, ripping on other teams. They're not, like, going out of their way to point out other players and shit. They're no. just they're just enjoying it. I was talking to uh, T- Tyler, TJ, um, mm-hmm. this week about this. Come the offseason, if you're a free agent, right, and you're trying to figure out where you want to go, could Carolina, could all this fun that Carolina's having possibly be a selling point to a free agent? Yeah, especially to the younger guys that are looking to get out of their contracts, yeah. Like, legitimately, it could be a selling point. That, yeah. hey, listen, we know we might not be the best place to play. We might not have the most fans coming out to all the games, which is fine. Right? They they don't. I think they're still ranked in the bottom eight in attendance. But we get along. Yeah. We we are cohesive. There's no one left out of these celebrations. Everyone's involved. We've come together as a team. And we're playing really well. And if they keep continue to play this well till the end of the season, it, it has to be a selling point that this is working. It could, it could be a selling point to a, a free agent in the summer. Yeah. If you're Matt Shane and you've you know, struggled to find your place somewhere, doesn't Carolina attract you a little bit? Yeah. You know, questions in that? Yeah. I agree with you there. I just, I don't know. I think, I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, good on them. They're playing well. They're celebrating well. I, I think anyone who's going to knock them down is they're just hating on them. Yeah. Um, let's move on to some of the big uh, NHL stories while we're talking NHL still. 
Sure. Uh, JT's big return to the island went about as well as it could for the Islanders. As <laughs> yeah. Toronto forgot to play. Yeah, smacked around. Um, six one final was ugly. Mm-hmm. I want to say I was disappointed in the Islers, Islanders fans. Yes. But I, I sort of expected it. The throwing hey. of the snakes during warm-up was a bit much. Yeah. You saw that, right? The rubber snakes that they threw? I saw that. I saw my tire fire. The jerseys, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we'll get we'll get into that. that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin your tire fire there. No, it's okay, man. Um, yeah, it was a bad game. And I, yeah. hey, I give full credit to the Islanders fans that showed up. I read something on Twitter that uh, someone's like, "Well, why didn't they? They don't sell out their home games every game. Just when JT comes back, and they're the loudest." Uh, yeah, you're right, but here's the issue with that statement. One, they play their home games in Brooklyn. This game was in yeah. Nassau. It's a little bit of a smaller venue, and these are the true Islander fans. No offense to those in Brooklyn. The true Islander fans are on the island. Yeah, that's where they grew up and watched it, yeah. Right? And Agreed. hey, guess what? Yeah, they sold it out, and they had a lot of fun, and they were loud. There's some of their chants were fantastic. <laughs> I felt like a playoff game at times. It did. To be honest. It did. And that's why I'm glad that they're playing their first round there. I think it's ridiculous that they're moving their second round playoff if they make it to the second round back to Brooklyn, but Brooklyn. whatever. They barely played there this year, haven't they? What, NASA or Brooklyn? Uh, Brooklyn. They've been back and forth, right? Uh, I think most of their games they've played in Brooklyn. Okay. I, I honestly, I don't know enough. But you just look at it. It's like, why, why are we talking? Why are you talking shit about a team that they feel they felt spurned? They lost their captain to free agency after he said he wanted to be there. And you know what? In all honesty, I bet he probably did want to stay there. But he got the offer from his childhood team to go home. He did. He did. And if you look at his last nine years, a fantastic player. Top five in miles scoring. Um, the four in front of him, all Hall of Famers. I think winning one playoff series in nine years just wasn't cutting that for him. Yeah. And yeah. if you look at him in the last 20 games of last season, he it showed that he might not stick around. Yeah. He just wasn't there. It's true. Yeah, he just wasn't there, and, he, and fans, as mad as they are, have to realize that a player has full autonomy to do what he wants, and his their captain gave him nine solid years. Yeah. It's true. It, it honestly is... Uh, it's tough, obviously, but... it is. Yeah, give it, it another is. 15 years, they'll, they'll be cheering for him when he comes back and his jersey's hung up in the Raptors or whatnot. I honestly don't think it gets hung up, but no, but they'll they'll tribute him sometime, and there'll be more cheers than than booze. Fair, okay, I'm I, I'm good with that. I just don't think it gets hung in the rafters, unfortunately. No, just being positive for JT. He had a rough day. <laughs> he did. He, it was that was a rough game. See so, what uh, the Isles found the scoring against the Leafs. It's some something to do with JT. That's the second time they. Yeah. Team rolled past the lead. Yeah, it's true. Um, other big stories, obviously, the Boston Bruins are also on a nine out of ten streak. Yeah, they haven't lost a game in regulation in over a month. Knock on wood. Good job, boys. Arizona's actually on an eight and two streak as well. They've been playing well as well. Yeah, five, they are five one straight point wins. Out. Five straight wins for the Arizona Coyotes. Good for them. Los yeah, Angeles hasn't won a game in their last 10? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. The Ducks are slipping. Ducks are slipping. Uh, Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton is trying to fight through, but that's another kerfuffle. Vancouver has come back to where everyone kind of expected them to be. Agreed. 
Um, Chicago's making a little bit of a push, and they're five well, points. Patty Kane's on a tear. Yeah, Patty Kane is the the only reason, really. Um, and St. Louis is not only in a playoff spot, but in third in the Central Division, only five, five points point back cushion. of Nashville. Yeah. And six points Good back of Winnipeg in first. Who would have thought? All it took them. was goaltending. Is... No way. That's all <laughs> well, it we takes. We expected them. Yeah, apparently. We expected them to be top three to begin the season. Absolutely. Like, that's how good they are. And they finally woke up. It just took, you know, all season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have a question against, uh, I have a question on Dallas and six on Mini and Dallas and Mini. Don't even know if they're going to stick around. No, you you don't know. And that's the problem. <laughs> no. Like, for uh, all you know, Arizona somehow sneaks into the second wild card spot. Yeah. And plays Calgary in the first round or something, like, with the way the Yotes have been playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but as I was joking about goaltending being the answer, it, it really has been amazing to watch Jordan Binnington come up for this squad. Got a 936 save percentage, a 1.61 goals against average, and five shutouts in 20 games this year. It's it's a little reminiscent of when Allen came up and Elliot was struggling. Yeah, yeah, it really is. There. Yeah, I think the Blues have some secrets, secret goaltending for their AHL team, and they're making a huge jump coming up, and they're doing great. I mean, the story of Robin Leonard, though, has been amazing this year, but you got to give Bennington credit. I, obviously, he's not going to be in the Vesna uh, talks, and he shouldn't be at all. No. Rookie of the year, maybe? Perhaps. Doubt it. It's it's Pedersen's award, but does Bennington get any recognition on it? I doubt it. If the writers are huge on goaltenders, probably. But... Yeah, but he's got five shots. He is... Tied for third in the league in shutouts. And he's yeah. only played 20 games. He's tied with Bobrovsky. He's behind Vass by one. And Marc-Andre Fleury, who is the shutout king, by the way, didn't realize that until he went to Vegas. He's yeah. got seven shutouts this year. But the difference is, Bennington has 20 games played. Fleury has 55. Vass has 40. And Bobrovsky has 46. 47, sorry, he played it. He came into a game that he didn't start. I think if he, if Bennington get the opportunity to play 40 games, he's probably sitting at 7 or 8, not the way he's been. Maybe 10. Maybe 10, yeah. You can double it. You double it because it's double games, double double shutouts. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Good for him. Good Great for, for them. Him. If they can if they can keep that streak going come playoff time, they'll be tough on Nashville. Or Winnipeg, if Winnipeg splits. It'll be interesting. Um, Is there anything else you want to talk about before we move on to our power rankings? Our modified power rankings, I should say. Um, Well, I just wanted to say that if Columbus do not make the playoffs, what happens to Deshane? I feel like... I think regardless... Is he going to get paid regardless? It doesn't matter about Deshane when they make the playoffs. The big story is if they don't make the playoffs, what happens to Panarin? Yeah. But that guy's body language has been saying all year that he probably doesn't want to come back. Yeah. But they made the moves to say, hey, look, we're going for this. But if they don't make the playoffs after all those moves, what happens to Panarin? And Panarin's decision will affect Duchesne's decision, which will affect Dezingle's decision. I think that's fair. And Columbus might be the next big team to slip. Yeah. It's crazy that we consider Columbus a big team. Well, I mean, the last couple of years they've been... I know, but think about it. They, are, they are small market. They are. But I'm a big in terms of the last four or five yeah, years. Yeah, no, I, I really figured competed. that's what you meant, but... Yeah. Um, no, small... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to our power rankings. Yeah. Uh, first one we've done in, I think, about a month now. Um, yeah, we're trying to think about that. I'll read them off. We'll go through them all, and then we'll talk about some of the surprises I think we both had. So, sitting sure. first is uh, his uh, biggest surprise on the board for me. I don't know about you, 
No, it's Tampa. Not it's Tampa. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you say it's anybody else. It's Tampa. <laughs> um, our next three are actually tied. Okay. Because you and me flip flopped our second and our fourth ranked teams, so they put oh. them, our category would put them in alphabetical order, but they're all tied. Uh, Boston, Calgary, San Jose. I had Boston at number two just on how they've been playing recently. 9-0-1 in their last 10. It's hard to argue that they're one of the top teams in the league right behind Tampa. Calgary's, I had three, and San Jose, I had four. You had San Jose two and Boston four, but I think that's fair. I I was being modest, a little humble with the Bruins. Yeah, you know what? And I appreciate that, but it. let's be honest, those three teams are the next three in, our, in I think, everyone's opinion right now. They all hit their stride. Next up, we have the New York Islanders, followed by the Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Leafs, Nashville Predators, Washington Capitals, and the aforementioned Columbus Blue Jackets to round out our top ten. Any surprises there for you, um, I had uh, sorry, St. Louis at nine just because of the way they've been playing, but hard to argue with anyone in the top ten. Yeah, I think the top ten's pretty good. Uh, moving mm-hmm. on, Montreal, St. Louis, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Vegas are the next five. Um, I think those are the next five for sure. Whether or not Vegas and St. Louis need to be a little higher. It's debatable. Carolina, even the way they've been playing. Yeah. Um, I had I actually had Carolina at ten. They dropped down to thirteen because you had them, yeah. you had them a little lower. 15, 15. I had them at fifteen. Yeah. I kind of just took it. Like, who's been consistent all year? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that's why I had St. Louis at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's hard to say. Um, next five are Philly, Colorado, Dallas, Minnesota, and Arizona. Arizona's cracked okay. the top 20. Yeah, good job, Yotes. Good for them. I actually had Colorado ranked lower than you. What'd you have them at? I had Colorado at 19. Oh, I gave them 16 because they're, they're sitting there. They're they're hanging there. That's my issue is that they're just hanging. Yeah. They're not actually doing it. They, they made a small trade. Yeah, they picked up a Sorry, which is a good one. Yeah. It was also, a little one, two, three for them. Yeah. Also have the fourth most goals in the Western Conference, so it's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. No. So that if they sneak into the playoffs, that's great. If not, I'm not calling it a lost season by any stretch of the imagination. No, they're coming up with the top five pick. They are ready. They're right there. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just round out the last eleven. We have Buffalo, Florida, Chicago. The Rangers, Vancouver, New Jersey, Edmonton, Anaheim, Detroit, and then we had the Los Angeles and Ottawa tied for 30th. So Ottawa is sitting in last because of alphabetical order. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, I don't think there's any real surprises there. Buffalo's kind of fallen off, unfortunately, after having a very good first half of the season. Yeah, they're good. And they got a good pickup in Montreux. So future yeah. Buffalo looks good. Future looks very, very bright for Buffalo. I mean, losing Skinner is going to be a big thing. Is he back yet? Or I haven't heard anything with him I back yet. He, I don't know. I feel like he did play in their last game, but mm, take a look. Yeah. Um, regardless, though, like you get, you lose someone like that even for a stretch. He did play in their last game. So okay. it's good that he's back. Um, they they are very very lucky in Buffalo. I think moving forward, they actually have the pieces. They have some goaltending for the first time in a while. Not, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's top end, but it's it's pretty good this year. Um, the Canucks' future looks bright, but they've come back down to earth, as we mentioned. Edmonton is just a mess. Anaheim has yeah. been an absolute mess all year. Detroit as well, but we kind of expected it from Detroit. And their future we also did. looks bright. So. Once they get their bad contracts out of the way, it's not a good future for them. So. Exactly. Um, no. And then Ottawa and Los Angeles have just been absolutely brutal all year. 
Let's move on. We don't have a whole lot of time left. I know you have to go soon, so let's talk uh, big EPL stories. Sure. Uh, you wanted to talk about Chelsea's keeper. I did. Um, I was hoping we'd make that my heated segment, but I don't mind doing a little. Well, no, we can talk about it now if you want. If you want to go and do uh, that segment, uh, Irfan is talking about a new uh, in-week segment that we are going to be launching uh, called Heated. It'll be little rants from all, each of the hosts, even possibly some of our guest hosts. Um, and there'll be videos that you can watch on YouTube to see our absolutely gorgeous faces. Totally pun intended. We are beautiful. We are beautiful. What are you uh, talking about? But we will, we will be posting those as soon as we can get some going. I think Irfan has a couple that he wants to start us off with. So we sure. might be seeing some of those this week. I might I might throw one out there. We'll see. Um, but you want to talk about Keppa? I do. I Any player... You're you're been told to come off. You haven't come off. You're creating a scene. I don't know. It it just when I see that, I, I feel like I don't trust my keeper anymore. Uh, it feels like the coach has lost the room. It was just a mess. Chelsea's a mess right now. Kepa's a joke. Like unbelievable. Unbelievable. You were they paid an arm and a leg for this guy, like Cortago for nothing essentially, and this kid wants to stick around when he's not in that spot. Like, I don't, I don't get it. He's, his head is bigger than he needs to be. And the other thing is, like, they paid an arm and a leg for him, and he hasn't been the otherworldly keeper that they expected. No. He's been good. But he has not been otherworldly, like a De Gea or... Um, you can even put Hugo Lloris into it. He's Lloris, been... yeah. Absolutely. Pretty decent this year, yeah. Uh, Alisson so, in Liverpool. Yeah, been Ederson. Ruby. Ederson. Yeah. He hasn't, like, he hasn't been you cannot, way. You cannot do that if Chelsea's aspirations are to win. No. Now. No. Like, does this mean, like, for me, this means that this kid is done. Like, come the end of the season, I'm finding a way to offload this boy. And they're going to lose money across the two teams. They will. They have to. They will. Because he's been, he's... Again, he hasn't been terrible. It's not like he's cost them games necessarily, but he hasn't been worldly to save them games. No. Like, you need him to make big saves. He's not doing that. No. Um, and then Sari has to put his legs between his, uh, his head between his legs and say that, oh, you know, it's just an injury scare, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, he's defending his player, which fantastic on the coach for doing so. But doesn't this mean this kid's done? He has to be, I think, and like I, I we learned, have, I want to have Kieran back on the podcast. Hopefully, we can get him on soon to talk about to this. talk about. Yeah, because he again, he's a Chelsea fan, diehard. Of course. Oh, he was. Uh, if you saw his tweets, this guy was not happy about any of it. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like as we've grown up, Nick, we've played competitive sports since we were kids. You do that to your coach, you're not playing. No matter how long your coach is, you're not playing. You, do you might not even coach, get a you chance. You don't play for the rest of the year, almost. Hell, you might not even get a chance to play for that club again. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You're taught to respect your coach no matter what. You don't agree, fine. Don't agree, don't be with that team next year. Yeah. Done. You know what? I, I would love to have Kieran on because I loved Kieran. Me and him were uh, teammates, right, for the longest time. He, yeah. nece- he didn't always agree with the coach. And me and him have many, many stories about not agreeing with our coach. But we both learned very young that you have to respect the coach because he's the one who has to make the decisions. If he pulls you, he pulls you. And in all honesty, Kepa should have been pulled because of the injury. Yeah. He did get hurt. He said no and made a whole scene. <laughs> I thought the funniest tweet from Kieran was uh, he said, yeah, Kepa is uh, 75% on his substitution. Or not Kepa, sorry. Sorry, is 75% on his substitutions for the game. I've never seen that happen yeah. in soccer before. Never. Yeah. Never. 75% because he went. Th- he made three subs by the end of the game. But he tried four, and he was only 75% successful. It's. I thought it was funny. I thought it was classic. Um. Yeah. United managed oh. to pull out a win today, despite having half their squad hurt. Yeah, they are in fourth now. Mark. For the time, for the time being. Yeah, because Arsenal drew. I forgot about that. Yes, yeah. we're sitting in fourth. Yeah, 
with uh, three points back happens. of Tottenham. We could be in third. And Spurs has kind of fallen off the rail. Imagine what would imagine where we would be if um, Mourinho was sacked earlier in the year. Probably <laughs> top four, top three. Like we, we we'd be in the right spot. No, but I'm saying, imagine you realize that Ole has not lost a domestic game in 15 matches in control. Well, that sounds about right. Yeah. A domestic game. So, yes, they lost to PSG. But a domestic on English soil, not in a European competition game. He's 15 straight without a loss. He's drawn a couple, but 15 straight without a loss. Fantastic. Imagine, Any, anything Liverpool? Imagine anything? how high we would be if Mourinho was sacked in November. Yeah. yeah. Like, we, we would, we would be... probably be ahead of Tottenham. We might not be up with Liverpool or City, but we might be pushing for that second spot at some point. Eventually, yeah. Like, like we'd be. We'd... Frustrating, 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 frustrating. Like, Mourinho's sitting there going, uh, oops. Oh well, he's probably just got his paycheck and went. Eh, I got paid. Whatever. He, he does not care. He probably has not watched a single game since he left. Probably not. Probably hasn't even looked at the standings. Does not care. No. Um, Ridiculous. Anything else? Any other big stories from EPL or? Uh, Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers back in yep. EPL after leaving Celtic. Celtic fans not happy. Legends calling Rodgers out. Um, um, Ranieri also sacked. Yep. Not a Poor good, guy. not a good week to be an EPL manager. No, he um, two or three sackings this week or something. Yeah, you got Puel and you got Ranieri. Yeah, right. Not fun. Not fun. No, uh, I feel for Ranieri though. He went into a mess and left it a mess. He went into a mess and nothing changed. That was the issue. No. So he tried. It just didn't work. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. um Merseyside Derby tomorrow, I believe. I believe so. Liverpool Everton, uh, El Clasico for the fourth time in the last two weeks or three weeks. Yeah. Um, and Juve and Napoli, a couple of big games coming up on the schedule. Yeah, some fun games. Gotta love it. Yeah. Um, I think next week is the United Arsenal match as well. I believe so. Yeah. For fourth place at this point. Sounds about right. Yeah. Create some gap. United can win. That. United go up three points wow. on Arsenal. That would be nice. That would be. Nice. I hope. I hope they're healthy by then. I really do. Well, Rashford played today, which is good. We but Lingard Alexis got hurt. Yeah. Not that it really matters because he's been useless every time he's on the field. <laughs> yeah. Does he stick around? Does, does he stick around come summertime? Or do they offload him for a cheaper price? They get rid of him for the highest bidder. Which isn't going to be high, but you get rid of him to the highest bidder. No, nah, you might be able to get 15 mil from a mid people team. No? What did you bring him in for? Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Nah, like, I you're not going to get much from him, but just offload him to the highest bidder and say bye-bye. So, yeah, yeah. Get rid of him. Don't worry about him. Um, MLS is starting. It's actually on right now. Yeah, TFC has a lead. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about Let's go right into our tire fires because that's Let's the tire fire is mine. Um, <laughs> go for it. Listen, I ripped them last week. They were my tire fire last week. I'm having a new tire fire this week with TFC that has nothing to do with what happened last week. I'm sorry, yeah. TFC Brass. If you expect to win any games, any big games that possibly could go to a, oh, I don't know, shootout? Sign someone who can take a freaking penalty kick. <laughs> Holy crap. Ozo missed one today. And I'm sorry, to call that a penalty kick is a disservice to the penalty kick. He passed the ball to the keeper. Not not into the corner. Not down the middle. Like the goalie made a dive, but he passed the ball to the keeper. Someone needs to learn how to take penalty kicks on that team. 
Altidore was perfect last year in his kicks. Great. Mm-hmm. He's not always on the field. Bradley can't take kicks. We found that out in the MLS Cup. We did. Someone needs to learn to take kicks. Hell, I'll come sign for you. I didn't miss a kick in my entire life. That's not true. I missed one. I missed my very first one. No, I went six for six system. after that. Yeah. In high-pressure situations, oh, uh, you know, uh, Disney Showcase Championship game. You hit one there. Guess what? It's not... It It is tough sometimes. The high-pressure situations, yeah, they're tough. I understand. But guess what? You have to hit those. You gotta make the keeper work. Like, we're missing the net most of the time. Boyd in the CONCACAF Champions League skied it over the crossbar. And now Ozil, your first two kicks of the year. Your first two penalty kicks of the year. One skied over the crossbar, and the other one's passed to the keeper. Like, come on. Sign anyone from my squad that we used to play with. Kieran and Luke can attest to this. We we missed one kick across six shootouts. One kick out of 30. Yeah. You know what TFC's all-time shootout or penalty kick record is? 63%. 63. They were 5 for 9 last year. How? Someone has to know how to take kicks. It's it's a joke. It's an absolute farce. And I actually had a different tire fire that I was going to talk about. You did, yeah. And then then I saw that kick, and I'm like... <laughs> it is a farce that a professional squad can't take pedally kicks. It's gross. Yeah, agreed. Anyways, you go. I'm heated now. This is where, <laughs> this is where the phrase for that segment came from. Uh... I think we, we alluded to it earlier. It's throwing jerseys on the ice. I don't care who you are. You threw a jersey on the ice. That is so damn disrespectful. We talk about disrespectful what Kepa did, but this is even worse. No. Are you kidding no, me? No, it's not. That's about the same. First, no, I, I, will, I will 100% debate that the Kepa one was a million times worse. Okay. So, all right. So let me retract. You go ahead. I'll, we'll we'll argue bad. that after. <laughs> it is pretty bad. <laughs> it's bad. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not bad, but what Kepa did was a million times worse. It was okay. All right. Sorry. We'll go back to the jersey there. Sorry. But that was ridiculous. Are you telling me that you had to throw a jersey on the damn ice when John Tavares leaves? Like you're telling me that's healthy for an organization? Are you out of your goddamn mind? We yeah. saw it in Edmonton years ago. And, like, it's it's crazy. If you're going to go in a game and you're going to piss and you're going to throw a jersey on the ice or onto the field, don't be a fan. Stay home, throw something at your goddamn TV, and don't show up at the rink. Okay, I, I get that's that. That's ridiculous. I, I get what you're that's saying. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. See, for me, and I, mm-hmm. I don't agree with people throwing jerseys on the ice because guess what? They're freaking expensive and you're not getting it back. <laughs> I don't think it's banned for life. Okay, I'm no, good. But but here's here's my thing. Yeah, I get why they're frustrated. They just lost their best player for the last nine years. It, it it's a tough oh. time. I get it. Yes, the, the jersey throwing could be cathartic, and it could actually help the fans get through to fully appreciate what they have. Look at where they are. They are first in their division. They have a a very good young core. I don't agree with the the jersey throwing, as I said. But is it cathartic to allow them to do it? It's not like the the organization told them to do it. It's not like the Islanders brass said, oh, yeah, all fans coming to the game, please throw your Tavares jerseys on the ice. No. It was was a couple fans that thought it was stupid. They threw snakes. That was even worse. Don't you feel, though, that they got it out of their system? With the booze and 
the lead up to the game, like uh, yeah, there's there's a lot. Shouldn't that have been enough? Though, like, do you think throwing a jersey in the ice? Like, I get that's the way of you know telling JTU left teamer what the Oilers fans yeah. did a couple years ago that hey, your team's crap. But if you're gonna do it, stay at home. Stay at home. That's we don't fair. need that kind of negativity. I don't need it. I don't want to see it. I think it's disrespectful. That's fair. No, I, I think it's disrespectful. Don't get me wrong. I don't agree with jersey throwing, but I I can kind of see where the fans are coming from at least. Just because it's like it's a it's a way to try to cathartically get past it. I don't think they did it the right way. I thought the, no. I thought the chants were better because you get everybody. They were because you get everybody involved. Like the stadium was already rocking to begin with. I don't think you needed to throw a jersey for it. No. So it, or even the snakes, like you said earlier. Yeah, I, I agree with you that it's it's a bit of a tire fire, but mm-hmm. I, I can at least understand that one from a fan's perspective. Yeah. It is a tire fire, though. It's a mess. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it, was the, it was my heated moment. There you go. That's good. Um, the other one that I was going to talk about, and since Kyle's not here, we might as well throw it out there. Do it. Hey, Steelers Nation, when did you become the home of the prima donna? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that that was your catchphrase. You got to update everybody in the sports world before that happens. Like seriously, Big Ben being a baby about players and calling people out, saying, "Oh, yeah, I, I can do this because I won a championship." Fine, whatever. You can't do that, but whatever. What am I gonna say to it? The Brown and Bell stories are just great. <laughs> I love it because Justin's a Steelers fan and it gets him riled up. Yeah. It's so fun to listen to. But it's a joke. Like, you can't have your two best players wanting to leave because your quarterback's being a doink and your coach is an idiot and the owner is dumb. Like, it's it's a mess. In and of itself, that is, they are the Ottawa Senators of the uh, NFL. The only difference is that they can actually win games. They have the potential to win games. Maybe they're the Oilers, but the Oilers got that potential. No, but the Steelers did win games last year. They didn't, yeah. They didn't make the playoffs. No. They but they have. won games. No. They're not dead last like Ottawa. But they're a tire. F- they, they are a mess. And this offseason is going to be big for them to see what they end up doing. Um, yeah. So all three of those are going to go in. And they're going up against... The new champion. Yeah. New. Unfortunately, the LA Rams did not get hoisted into the rafters. Sorry, Rams fans. They got close. They Sorry, were Rams four fans. out of four out of six. Four out of six weeks. They did pretty good. They almost That's a good it. record. The new champion is now the Ottawa Senators handling your stars. Congratulations, Irfan. You are the reigning champion. Uh, how does it feel? Quick speech, go. It feels good. It feels great. It's great to bash on the Sens. I'm sorry, Sens Nation. I'm really sorry. Yeah, it's it's bad. But hey, you know what? They they kind of know what's going on at least, and at least the the organization has now been very obvious with the uh, club in and of itself saying, "Hey, listen, we're we're rebuilding now. We have to rebuild." So I'll, I'll give them credit for that, but handling the stars has been a mess. Yeah. The um, whole organization that we alluded to hasn't been a mess to begin with. Exactly. Anyways, is there anything else you want to talk about before we sign this one off for fun? No. If you guys are watching any games tonight, some nice games going on. Uh, Oilers got a 4-0 lead against the Jackets, so. That's a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Getting out skated is what's happening. TFC, I think, is up 3 uh, it was 2-1 the last oh, time two I was one. looking at. 2-1. Yeah. I think DeLeon just scored. So 3-1. Hey. 3-1. Look at that. They're going to win wow. their first game of the year because it's a 96 minute. They're able to win? Good what, for that. What man. a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Score a goddamn penalty, boys. Well, Bradley got two. So. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I guess that will pretty much do it from us here. Same here. I'm good. So, uh, thank as always, thank you for listening. Please look out for our uh, new segment this week. 
We are going to post one for sure. Hopefully two, maybe three. Um, and make sure you vote on who your Stanley Cup favorite is. I'm going to probably put a couple options, but please comment below and let us know what you think of the season so far. We'd love to hear from you guys. We really, really do. Appreciate everyone voting on the uh, trade deadline day. And, that was great, guys. Thank you. Yeah. And keep looking out for everything as we're going to have uh, we're gonna have some more stuff coming out during the week from now on. We promise. Beautiful. So for, for all of us here at Garage Door Sports, we want to thank you and have a great day. Cheers, guys.